Hello, traders and friends. Today is Wednesday, October 28th, and there is a lot going on, so we're gonna just dive right into it. This morning, the SPY opened up at 332.10, and the XLK opened at 114.24. If you're like me and uh, trading in the morning, you're looking at the news right when you wake up, and I immediately saw that the markets were probably going to be down. Um, I saw that there was a drop in futures, and um, I'll go into that whole complicated system for, on another time, but basically what you need to know is that people are basically betting that the markets are gonna continue to decline with the rise in coronavirus cases and the elections coming up. So we'll talk a little bit more about the news later on, um, but the SPY did continue to fall. It's um, down 3% and it will probably close around 328. So the question is, are you green? The SPY would definitely say no. <laughs> it's um, very red. Um, it, the drop today has been larger than in previous times and people are starting to be concerned. Um, and we'll talk about that later. Don't panic, as I usually say. And the XLK uh, as well would say that they are red. So the XLK is now around 112.30 down 3.56%. As I mention every day, the XLK is for the technology sector, and I really look to that. I trade a lot of tech stocks, and today, obviously, there was a huge sell-off as tech tumbles, um, and we'll talk about that later on. And for my personal account, are you green? No, absolutely not. I am red today. I'm holding a lot of swing trades right now, and I am definitely not going to panic sell those um, tickers because I know that I have you know a good price point on them, and I feel like what we're seeing right now is temporary. So it's really important to you know stick, talk to other traders during this time. Um, make sure you have support because I understand it can get daunting looking at a red PL. And we'll talk more about that when we come back from the break, as well as the world news concerning France, Germany, when there will be a stimulus, and more. The top news of the day has definitely been this sell-off. I know we talked about a sell-off a, a couple episodes ago, um, but this has really hit hard today because of the technology sector. Facebook, Twitter, Google are all down today. Um, it's also the S&P 500 being down for the third day in a row, and it kind of has been just triggering more and more sell-offs. Um, something else that is really interesting is that all of the S&P sectors are lower, so that should actually give you, you know, some um, comfort. <laughs> I know that sounds weird to say, like comfort that everyone is doing badly, but it's true. Um, it's really important for long-term investors to diversify their accounts and hold, you know, stocks from a bunch of different sectors. I'm a short-term investor, so I'm not looking, you know, for that type of diversification. 
So, you know, usually I have more tech stocks than others. Um, but seeing news like that in general just makes me feel a little bit better about the market knowing that, you know, it's down in all sectors. And this is bigger, you know, this is a bigger impact than, you know, just a couple of stocks going down. Um, also on the news is, you know, France and Germany. They have had um, surging uh, coronavirus cases recently. Germany normally has a bustling nightlife and they are shutting that down completely. And um, it sounds like their economy is also being hit, which could move Europe into a recession. Um, this is something now that news um, is, you know, starting to talk about that, you know, this whole second wave of coronavirus in Europe could bring them with a recession, especially uh, with German manufacturing and uh, with France feeling this hit as well. Um, we all know, you know, Spain has been, um, Spain and Italy have been really hit hard by the virus. So um, it's, you know, painful to see that things were reopening and now they're shutting down again. Uh, but that definitely made the news. The coronavirus um, in the United States has also made the news. So with that and the elections coming up, obviously it's continued this sell-off. I know that I talked about it and I'm going to continue to say it is, um, you know, not to panic. And we're going to go over um, some personal tips when I talk about my personal trades in a bit. The last thing I want to talk about with the news is um, a couple things with the stocks. They are going through trials right now on, um, you know, what their uh, rights should be in relation to uh, competing, um, crushing competitors. And that's a whole thing that's happening right now in the White House. That will continue. Nothing has been decided. And I want to just mention, even if policies change, you know, these are huge companies, big tech giants. I, I just also just don't be concerned and panic based off of those news headlines alone. The last thing is the stimulus. People are, you know, saying, you know, there's no stimulus coming before the election. And, you know, now it's that's also inducing panic. Um, the election is like around the corner, <laughs> literally. Um, it's just in a few days, you know. So um, when it comes to thinking about, you know, the stimulus deal, it will go through. Um, the talks now are that we will have a stimulus 100% in January. So keep that in mind that, you know, the government is not simply walking away. There will be a stimulus deal and it will probably get passed in January. Um, so if you can hold on until then and not freak out that would be good for you and for your wallet okay moving right into the top movers of the day we have sony and ge are killing it while everyone else is suffering so that's great good for them um ge this was a long time coming coming because the stock had been um in a you know really big decline so um i'm glad they had a good earnings report and the stock was able to move up a little bit sony um moved over five percent today it was a surprise to me uh before i saw it and and, it, you know, it's likely just because the electronics are sectors doing really well as people are staying home. It's, you know, one of those um, stocks to uh, to watch. Um, another other two stocks that I was looking at are FSLR. The first solar stock has, um, you know, had a big gain today as well as Chewy, C-H-W-Y. I actually 
fake sold a little bit today and of Chewy in a paper trade that I had bought like a couple weeks ago. Um, and we'll talk more about that too, but I thought that that was uh, interesting. And you know, as far as the top losers, we have so many. Um, the one that I'm gonna touch on is BBBY, that's Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm gonna touch on this one in particular because it's down 13%, but that stock has been incredibly overextended. Honestly, like there's Bed Bath & Beyond, they're closing a lot of their physical locations, moving to online sales only, but because of the shutdown and um, you know coronavirus, they and people being at home more, redecorating, etc., they have been doing well and the stock has been trading much higher than I think the value is. So that being said, um, you know, this is not something that I would buy. I, I just feel like it's overextended. So um, you know, they're a stock that I saw when they fell 13%. I'm like, okay, that's I mean that's fair. So um you know, that's it for the specific movers. When we come back, we'll talk about my personal trades, some advice about uh, what to do, how to practice trading during this crazy time of volatility. And of course, we'll talk about tomorrow. So personally, trading today was really um, interesting and felt odd. Honestly, usually I am, you know, really eyes glued to the screen. I have exactly what I'm going to watch. I have my buy levels. I'm like ready. Today, after seeing, you know, that the market was going to continue to go down, I did not feel safe trading. And the thing about it is that, you know, trading is very personal. And that's one of the reasons why I love it. I'm responsible for my own shit, you know, and that's what's great. Um, but today, you know, I decided to take my foot off the gas, take my foot off the brake, just roll that car into neutral and let it be. Um, that being said, as a trader, it is so hard for me. So I actually turned to my paper trading account. This is something that I would 100% recommend to any trader, especially one that is fairly new to trading. You know, unless like you're an expert, you've been trading in the market for 10 years, I would definitely suggest paper trading. Paper trading, uh, for those of you that don't know the expression, it's basically a trading uh, platform. It's a trading account that you have that is 100% fake as far as like the money goes. So the money that you get is fake, the money that you have is fake, the money that you're trading is fake, the whole thing is fake. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Um, it is a really great asset for, um, you know, for new traders because a lot of times your broker will give you a paper trading account. So mine is through TD Ameritrade. I love them, I think they're an amazing broker, they have excellent customer service and that's one of the reasons why I really go with them. I also um, use their their charting platform, Think or Swim, to um, handle all of my charting and stuff. So they gave me a paper trading account. I love it. I use it all the time. And you know, with that account, you get like, I don't even know, $100,000, I think, of fake money. And then you can trade it um, as you wish, basically. 
So the reason why I really love this paper trading account um, is, you know, on days like this where I don't want to trade on my personal account because I feel like it's too risky because of the market, or a lot of times I use this because I can't day trade on my personal account. Um, I mention all the time the pattern day trader restriction for small accounts. So that means that as a small account, I can't day trade every day. I'm restricted to the amount of day trades I can make. That's why I mostly swing trade currently. Um, so if I'm itching to just make that day trade, paper trading is great. It's also awesome practice. People say all the time like, oh, paper trading is garbage practice because it's not real and you don't have that same type of you know, responsibilities and emotions in the game. And my reaction is exactly. You should be, you know, paper trading exactly how you would want to trade with your real money and vice versa. It should not be emotional. If you're down on a trade, you should not be freaking out. Your heart rate should not be going up. And so I think, you know, paper trading is really good for that. Like if you lose, you know, a couple hundred dollars paper trading, believe in your mind that that is your real money. Um, so that's kind of, you know, how I paper trade and how I use it to really handle the emotions of real life trading. Um, so yeah, definitely paper trade. On my paper trade, I ended up taking um, CA. T Caterpillar, it got to some levels that I had put in, instead of putting in alerts, I just put in like buys for paper trades. Um, when those levels came, I didn't wanna obviously buy them on my real account, so I just you know bought them on paper trade and I'm gonna continue to ride through that Caterpillar trade. Um, but that's you know all that I did. Um, on my real accounts, I did actually buy FSLY. I didn't actively buy it. It was an order that got triggered by a low level. I think it was like 7080. The stock is already back up to like 7130 or something. So, you know, tomorrow I'll assess the situation. I might sell a piece of it since I bought it at a really low level. That's the thing with trades that I think people forget is it's not just like, you buy at this low level and then you sell at this low level. A lot of the times I'm buying at multiple levels and selling at multiple levels. So for example, just to like be simple, if you have a stock that you know normally trades around $20, you buy it for $10 because you're gonna make a big profit on this, right? So you buy it for 10, you wanna sell it for 20. It continues to drop, right? So if I buy it again at five, and then it comes back up to 10, I can still sell that and make a small amount of profit on those trades that I bought and sold. Of course, I can still keep my you know original piece and wait out till it gets to my target, but basically just don't go all in at once at any level. You know, you wanna scale in, scale out, take profits where you can. This kind of strategy is gonna minimize your risk and maximize your profits. So what's better than that? Um, the last thing that I want to mention about personal trading is basically um, this is a good time for you to control yourself. Uh, a mentor today, I you know listen in um, to live trading with some expert traders in the morning, and a mentor today explains this metaphor of us all being in this giant forest. And when the market goes down, you know, everybody sees red trees everywhere and you're kind of freaking out because 
all you can see in front of you, maybe a few yards, is red. And you want green and you're freaking out and you don't know what to do and you know, you're worried, et cetera, et cetera. But what the expert traders do, they don't look a few yards in front of them. Instead, they have a bird's eye view at the entire forest. So don't just look at these small little trees, this sell-off, that sell-off. Think about this entire forest and rise above. Rise above those fears, rise above your insecurities and just look at the data and look at the data from above, you know, from a less, um, you know, less, I don't know, less committed view. I'm not sure what the wording for it is. I'm not a psychologist, but this is why trading psychology is such a big part of trading. And, um, you know, just make sure that you're not stuck in the trees, stuck in the weeds. You need to look at things from above and really see the bigger picture. And what really helps, I, I mentioned it, I think again in another episode, but historical analysis really helps. I love that the stock market is 100% public. You can go and you can look at, you know, what Boeing was at in 2009. You know, you can look at what Boeing was at in 2008 during that crash. So look at the kind of historical analysis. Keep in mind, obviously, a lot of the past levels are going to be lower, but what you're going to want to look at is the movements. What percentage movements did they go through during those types of crashes? And even just looking at March and April will help a lot. So um, it's a lot of homework, but you'll want to do it. The last tidbit personally that I will give you guys is a direct quote that I loved um, from you know a mentor trader. And he said, and I quote, these tough times are when we fucking make the money, people. Um, so I'm sorry to cuss. I really, I have to, I guess, mark this now as explicit. Um, but, you know, this is, it is what it is. These are the tough times. And this these are the times where the traders, the professionals, the people who are doing the research, doing the work, just like you are, those people are going to benefit because these are not people who are going to panic sell. You know, these are people who are going to look at the bigger picture. So look at the bigger picture, you know, be happy during this time and note that, you know, the stock market can't go back up unless it goes down. So um, good times are ahead and don't worry. When we come back, we'll take a quick look at earnings tomorrow. Amongst all of this unrest, earnings season is still raging forward. So um, I thought it was really interesting. You know, today Microsoft um, reported pretty great earnings and the stock still fell. So, you know, that's just the kind of climate that we're in. Um, There, you know, were some interesting movements on 6SIX, but um, as you guys just heard, I didn't really trade it. So I'm really looking at tomorrow and, you know, these are stocks that I might, you know, trade um, paper trade if I don't feel comfortable. Um, and that might be a really great learning experience. And Friday, based on some earnings, I might open up 
a, not a new account, but put some money into a new account just to buy during this specific time. Um, and I'll go over that tomorrow if that's indeed a strategy that I move forward with. But looking at tomorrow pre-market, there are a few um, stocks that I want to mention. And the first one is uh, Flowers, F-L-W-S. It's like that order online flower company. This stock is on my mind because I bought it, uh, um, you know, early on. Uh, it must have been a few weeks ago. I'll see if I can pull that up. And I made a really great profit from it. I saw a really large movement down that it made, and I thought, you know, this would this is a big movement. I'm gonna buy. Up, oh, that's the closing bell. I said I'm gonna buy and I'm gonna hold it and we'll see you know, where that went and I'm really glad I went ahead and did that. So it looks like that was around September. I bought around 23 at, when it was around 23 and I ended up selling around 28 um, when it got there at, at the, a couple weeks into October. So again, I'm just still living off of that really great buy and sell and so I'm gonna be looking to them um, for their earnings pre-market, see what movement happens before the market opens and then at the open. Um, I will buy if it gets again to those, you know, 22 levels. Um, and the reason why is because I can also see that that has been kind of a good level for them in May and in June when they were, you know, when we were still going through recovering. So um, I'll definitely be looking to that level. I'll be looking, you know, if it drops a lot, um, I'll be looking to buy at 19 30 and then my last level to buy if there's for some reason a huge drop will be down at 1350 so um, that's something that I'm excited to watch tomorrow another uh, earnings report pre-market is ACRE um, this is real estate and honestly it's been so hard to uh, trade real estate during this time. I've found it to be flat. Um, I don't see a large spread on this stock. So um, it's just kind of one of those to look at what the pre-market movement has been and if it's even worth watching. Another one that might be interesting is Blue Apron, APRN. The volume's been a little bit low, but again, with the right move, you know, you never know. Um, another one is Dunkin' Donuts, D-N-K-N. This is interesting because uh, there have been talks of uh, another company buying Dunkin', so it might be interesting to see what their earnings report is and then what the movement is. I would consider a long probably around you know, 75, 76 if it gets there. Um, so we'll see what happens with Dunkin'. Also might be a really good one for a short. Yum Brands, Y-U-M, reporting earnings. Um, just interesting to keep a watch on that. I really like their spread. Like they, you know, have had a lot of volatility. So, um, you know, that speaks really well to my strategy. TAP, T-A-P, this is Coors. Um, this might be a really great buy since, you know, they're a large beer company and people love to drink around the holidays. Um, so we'll see what their reporting is based on the earnings. Um, and I might go in for a, a swing with this one. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, definitely if it gets down to the 31 level, I'll probably buy. Um, 
but again, it's all about the pre-market movement with these. So just remember, um, look at what's happening right after they report earnings and what is happening buying and selling wise in the pre-market. And then of course, off the open, as I mentioned before, off this long list, you'll want to look pre-market, choose you know just two to follow. I'll let you know which two I ended up choosing tomorrow. Uh, the last couple are KHC. I love Kraft because it is such a old solid company. So I will be interested in seeing what their earnings were like and what the movement is there. They usually have a lot of decent volume. A lot of older investors are holding Kraft. So, you know, if there's a big sell off there, that might be a good time to buy. We'll see. PCG is the last one that I'll be looking at to see what the pre-market movement is tomorrow. Uh, pretty good spread in, in the past 180 days. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, just to get you ready for Friday, I'm really excited. So tomorrow's Thursday, Thursday night after market, there's a few really exciting stocks that are reporting earnings. Um, and I can't wait to see them. Just to mention them really quickly, because I'm going to talk about them tomorrow, but it's ATVI, that's Activision, Amazon, A-M-Z-N, Team, T-E-A-M, and Apple, A-A-P-L, and Starbucks, S-B-U-X. As you can see, you know, I'm not trading garbage here. I'm not trading penny stocks where there's a risk that, you know, I could lose all of my money. I'm trading very safe, solid companies here that have tons of volume. And with that list of earnings that I just gave you, you know, Friday could make for a really good day to buy some swing trades or even to day trade. I mentioned the PDT a lot. So Friday will be a day where my account is open. So meaning I've taken a bunch of day trades this, you know, these past five trading days. I can't take a day trade right now. So Friday, that restriction will be lifted. So that's why I'm really looking forward to it. So um, stay tuned on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow, we'll talk about, you know, more news, what I did with the earnings, um, you know, tomorrow at the open, and we'll make a plan for Friday. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye.